The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is brought to you by Clinica Sierra Vista. Welcome back to the 17 News at Sunrise podcast, where we share your news on your schedule. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise. And good morning here at 5 a.m. Thanks for waking up with us. I'm Maddie Jansen. Chris Burton in this morning again for Alex. We begin this morning with new developments on the arrests of the adoptive parents of Orrin and Orson West. The Kern County District Attorney revealed new details in the murder indictment handed down Tuesday, along with the news we all feared would be coming. 17's Christian Galeno has more. 14 months ago, Jacqueline and Trezell West stood in front of their California City home and pleaded with the community to help search for their missing adopted boys. And that's all I want is to find a baby. And I hit a bunch of corners. I went down this street, I turned my light on, I searched, I searched, I called their names. Comfort hearts now in the name of Jesus. For more than a year, the community prayed the boys would return home. They searched and raised reward money. Little did they know authorities had already uncovered a huge piece of the case. The investigation has revealed that Oren and Orson West are deceased. The investigation has also revealed that they died three months before their adoptive parents reported them missing. This is not the outcome that we and so many had hoped and prayed for over the last year. This is not a resolution in this case. And there will not be a resolution completely in this case until these boys are brought home. In the past 24 hours, several charges were filed and both parents were arrested. Hours before that arrest, Trezell West was tracked down by 17 News at a post office in Edison. Witnesses report seeing him take off in an RV that was found Tuesday evening about 17 miles west of Bakersfield. That is where the arrest took place. For more than a year, worried people all over the country have asked, where are the boys? Now, a different question. The question is now, where are the boys' bodies? We want to be able to bring them home and and, um, you know, give them a proper burial. Have the bodies of Orrin and Orson been found? And the answer to that is no. Many more questions still remain. Yes. Are these the only arrests that are going to be taking place in this case? Is there plans to bring in anybody else or to arrest anybody else involved in this? Um, if I had those plans, I probably wouldn't tell you, but I can't tell you anyway. It's a good question. I, I don't mean to be trite, but um, I'm not going to comment on that. It's painful for the family. You know, these are kids that didn't even have a chance in this world. So I'm just, oh no. The little to no words that the biological family are left with are sending a strong message to Jacqueline and Trezell. Do the right thing. If y'all couldn't do the right thing before, do the right thing now and tell us where they are. For 17 News, I'm Christian Galeno. And a candlelight vigil was held last night in downtown Bakersfield in remembrance of Orrin and Orson West. The community, along with members of the boys' biological family, attended the vigil organized by the group The Next Steps. District Attorney Cynthia Zimmer was also on hand. Those in attendance say while they're angry and heartbroken over the latest developments, they're hopeful justice will be served for Orrin and Orson. Those who lived next to the West family in California City also reacting. 17 News spoke with neighbors who say they didn't even know children were living in the home. 
District Attorney Cynthia Zimmer said the boys were murdered three months before they were reported missing. That would mean they may have died before the Wests even moved to California City, which doesn't surprise some neighbors. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Children been dead way before they was, you know, pronounced missing. That, that, truly, that truly is sad, bro. That's sad. And then people get what they deserve. All day rot in hell. They deserve that. One neighbor who regularly walks in the neighborhood for exercise says the Wests only ever went out at night. The neighbor also says the Wests parked their large white RV in front of their garage, so it was difficult to see people coming and going from the house. Jacqueline and Trezell West are due in court this morning for arraignment. 17's Moses Small looks into how prosecutors plan to move forward to try and get murder convictions without the boys' bodies. A grand jury charged Trezell and Jacqueline West with five criminal charges, including two counts of murder and child abuse, and falsely reporting an emergency. Naturally, the first two counts carry the most time in state prison, murder. It is charged as murder in the second degree, that carries 15 years to life, but with two victims, the potential penalty or the maximum possible penalty, uh, if convicted, is 30 years to life. Law enforcement hasn't found the bodies of either of the missing boys. The DA says there's still enough evidence to take the case to trial. And we did that through uh, a combination of direct and circumstantial evidence and the grand jury was convinced the fact that law enforcement have not found their bodies does not preclude a murder prosecution. As a matter of fact, there have been many hundreds of what we call no body homicides prosecuted across the United States successfully. Zimmer also wouldn't reveal why the parents were charged with second degree murder instead of first degree murder, which carries more severe penalties. Local attorney David Torres says the answer lies in the legal definition of these two crimes. First degree murder is premeditated murder. It's where it's willful, deliberate, and premeditated. Second degree is a little bit different because it may, although it may not be premeditated, it can still be willful. If there was a situation where because of the action of the defendants, these children suffered, then more likely than not, that could uh, be second degree as well. Wednesday's press conference ended with a number of other key questions unanswered. Zimmer didn't tell 17 News why the West parents faced child abuse charges or if anyone else was going to be arrested in this case. She says we'll learn more as the trial moves forward. Because the facts of the case are to be uh, what we produce in the jury trial. Because we want both the prosecution and the defense to have a fair trial in this case. There will be justice for Oren and Orson. Moses Small, 17 News. And we've been following this case since the beginning for full coverage of the California City Boys, including exclusive interviews and breaking news updates. Just head to our website, kget.com. In your 17 Crime Watch, Bakersfield police are investigating the deaths of two people whose bodies were found inside a home in central Bakersfield. At around 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, officers were called to the home on H Street at 5th Street for a report of suspicious circumstances. Once inside, they found the bodies. BPD says the deaths are considered, quote, suspicious, but didn't say how the people died. Anyone with information on this case is asked to call Bakersfield Police at 327-7111. 
A man was arrested on suspicion of stealing a Bakersfield City traffic control vehicle and leading police on a pursuit. It happened early Tuesday morning. BPD says they responded to the call of an auto theft on South Union Avenue. The city owned vehicle was unoccupied before being stolen. Police say they tracked down the thief, 28 year old Luis Ramirez Hernandez of Bakersfield just before 6 a.m. on westbound Highway 58. Police say Ramirez Hernandez led them on a chase for about 15 minutes before coming to a stop near Jastrow Park where he was arrested. The Tulare County Sheriff's Office says two men, including a Bakersfield resident, were arrested after allegedly boarding a cargo train in the Teveston area and throwing packages to the ground. TCSO and Tulare Police worked together, calling into Union Pacific Police. They contacted the men on the train, which was eventually stopped. 43-year-old Travis Harris of Long Beach and 30-year-old Pedro Gonzalez of Bakersfield were arrested for the thefts. A 13-year-old student at the Tulare County's Alternative Achievement Program in Visalia who assaulted school staff and made threats to shoot up the school has been arrested. The student has not been identified due to being a minor and that person was booked into juvenile hall on assault and criminal threat charges. 17 News is your local election headquarters. Bakersfield City Council had a, held another public hearing last night in the process of redrawing its seven ward boundaries. We just want to say to all of you that you have a responsibility to make sure that the residents of the city of Bakersfield have fair representation. This is the fourth public hearing on the redrawing of Bakersfield's ward map. The final draft proposed maps will be posted online by Wednesday, March 9th, and there's another meeting on March 16th, where the council will vote on its selection. The city has until April 17th to finalize that new map. The city council last night unanimously approved a park ranger program to monitor and protect the city's parks. Members of the community and even park maintenance employees have cited issues like vandalism, graffiti and homeless encampments as reasons that the program is needed. It will include staff of 20, including two supervisors, to patrol the city's 61, soon to be 62, parks. The park ranger program requires about $1 million in upfront costs and $2.4 million per year. It's perhaps the first significant decision by the city's new measure and citizens committee. Well, 17 News is your local election headquarters, and the race to represent Kern's 16th Senate District was one of the most packed in the Central Valley, but now that appears to be changing. We are learning one candidate officially dropped his bid for the district, another may be following suit. Rob Fuentes, a Democrat and civil rights lawyer from Porterville, announced that he's leaving the race to help make sure the district is represented by a Democrat. In a statement, he thanked his supporters and said, quote, Though I'm stepping aside so our party can allocate all its resources to ensure the state stays blue, my deep commitment to our community remains the same. Meanwhile, Central Valley Public Health and Labor leader Imelda Seha, another Democrat, may be exiting the race as well. Kern County Democratic Party Chair Christian Romo told 17 News Seha is weighing her options and an official announcement could come as soon as today. These developments come just a week after Senator Melissa Hurtado announced that she was joining this race. Hurtado is considered the incumbent in the district, but she originally put in a bid for the 14th. And we should note this is still a very crowded race, along with Hurtado, Brian Osorio, Nicole Parra, and David Shepard all still running. 
536 is your time now. Just a quick footnote here. Governor Gavin Newsom will host the State of the State next week. It is Tuesday, March 8th at 5 p.m. He's expected to discuss some of the major issues impacting California, including COVID-19, the economy, and various projects across the state. All right, welcome back. Hoffman Hospice says they have decided to postpone the run to remember, which was set for Saturday, April 2nd. They say they're going to delay it instead to the spring of 2023. Officials say they've contacted all participants, notifying them of the postponement, and they look forward to holding the run in 2023 to support our community in ways that they have supported them for the past 26 years. And the Kern County Sheriff's Office Honor Run uh, hits us in just about a month. And joining me now to discuss that a little bit is Sergeant Dustin Contreras of the Kern County Sheriff's Office. Dustin, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having us. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, I would love if you could just give the viewers at home a little bit of the sense of what this Honor Run is actually about. What is its goal? So the Honor Run was created to kind of uh, build a college scholarship for some of our fallen deputies, the survivors that were left over children. Um, we didn't have a race like that for, uh, for the sheriff's office. Uh, some of us got together and decided, hey, we need to do this. This is something we need to do. We need to create a legacy for these survivors and, ch and children. And, uh, and hopefully raise some money for them. Mm -hmm. So this is the first year you have done this since 2018, but you know, I know it also comes at a time when we're still kind of, there is still a fresh line of duty death to discuss the death of uh, Sergeant Philip, or Deputy Philip Campus. Um, how will he be remembered at the run this year? So we're gonna dedicate this run to him. There's, there's other individuals too that we've lost in the Sheriff's Office. One of the actual first founders of the Honor Run, uh, Vicki Erickson, we're gonna dedicate you know, part of the race to her. We had Commander Ian Chandler that we lost, Deputy Gabriel Gonzalez, but uh, Philip Campus, because it's so fresh and the, and the way that happened, line of duty, um, this is exactly what the race was created for. So we are gonna dedicate this to him. We have ceremonies in Sacramento uh, where he's being memorialized with, along with other officers throughout the state. But yes, this one, um, when we created it, we, we had some line of duty deaths in the years before, which is why we kind of we knew there were children out there. But this one is uh, especially uh, uh, to our hearts and, and close because of the time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we've seen the community engage so fully with um, honoring Deputy Campus's memory, I think, since that took place. How would you like to see the community engage with this run and, and his memory in particular? So we, we just want everyone to come out and show their support. Um, you know, the, his friends, co-workers, everyone will be there uh, to show that support, but we want the community to come out. You know, we, we, we get to see it, you know, on TV, but when you see it firsthand um, and, and, and the shirt that we, we make during the run, that's going to be very specific um, uh, this year. So um, we, we want the community to come out and help celebrate his legacy. Absolutely. We're, we're a little short on time, but real quick, um, I would love it if you could just give the viewers at home, um, how can they get involved? How can they sign up, get, get ready to run? Absolutely. Uh, runners, you can go to active.com, look for the Kern Honor Run. Uh, anyone else, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, look for the uh, Sheriff's Honor Run. Go to there, you can find the link to sign up. We're still accepting sponsors, so any sponsors that want to go on that shirt and, and be there forever, uh, you're more than welcome. Get in contact with us um, and sign up for the run. All right, Sergeant Contreras, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. Yeah. Working in the spirit of the Golden Empire, this is 17 News at Sunrise.
The 17 News at Sunrise podcast is a production of KGET and Nexstar Media Group. For more on all of the headlines in today's show, head to KGET.com.